tried to watch Ninja 3 The Domination on Hulu, but it turns <laughs> out they, they took it off of there, but they didn't like remove it from my list. So it was just sitting there, and then I go to try and watch it, and you can't play it. But then I do a search what? for it, and it's not there. I know, I know, but it's still it was still sitting on but my it's list. Still on your list? Yeah, I got all excited. Okay, that's, and why wouldn't they just take it off? They wanted I don't to, know. That's wanted fucking, to fucking weird. Tease me. Speaking of Hulu, though, uh, Hulu picked up my favorite television show, the Canadian comedy Letterkenny. It's coming out uh, in a in a couple of weeks, nice. and. If you haven't watched it, I'm not getting paid to say this. Please watch it. It's the best <laughs> show on TV right now. And no, I, I seriously now, I, now I have to get Hulu for myself just to support the show. When it when, when it comes out, I'm basically going to just start playing it on a loop, even when I'm not watching it. It's five ninety nine a month. I think they're running a new special. If you if you haven't had it before, I I had it a few years ago. Start a new email address, man. That's what I did. Well, that might be the thing to do. <laughs> I'm getting it for five ninety nine for a whole year now, so that's good. Nice. I have to watch commercials, but that's okay. Well, you have to watch commercials if you're paying the other price too. So. Yeah, okay, okay, see, there, there's like an upgraded one where you're supposed to not have to pay for commercials, but Rachel got that. She swears she didn't, but we were talking about it when she had it, and they still showed commercials, or maybe she fucked up and got the wrong one. I don't know. Ass <laughs> bullshit, paying and still having to watch commercials. That, yeah, that's why I quit dumb. in the first place. The only thing that's bringing me back is to support Letterkenny. That's it. That's my sole purpose in getting Hulu again. Yeah, it's a it's a network TV thing, I think, since they, because when you're watching a movie, they don't show commercials. They like well, show the one thing, when you first start it. I wonder then, what, I wonder what they're going to do with Letterkenny then because Letterkenny is on a, a Canadian sort of like Hulu service. You know, it's kind of like Netflix or, or Hulu or whatever called Crave and they don't have commercials. So I'm, I'm curious what that's going to look like. It will be weird, huh? Kingsman, the secret service. And we're sharks across Hollywood. We can't forget that part. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're not Kingsman. We're sharks. I'm Andrew. And to my left, we have the Reverend General Samuel Mance who doesn't like to introduce himself. No, he so, doesn't. So that's okay. So I'll do it for him. It's fine. So I forgot like ghost. since my last <laughs> viewing of this about that whole opening up in the 90s thing. And it, it kind of made me wonder, did they open up with money for nothing because they were trying to say how behind the times Middle Eastern countries are? Or is it that the director is so young, he actually thought Money for Nothing was from the 90s? Is is that the song that was, that yeah, was playing the for song. the intro? Yeah, Dire Straits, <laughs> Money for Nothing. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I, I did I think the music was super weird. Speaking of the music, did you hear the song at like in the credits? It was sort of weirdly inspirational sounding i heard some of the credits music i i skipped a lot of the credits yeah i'm like i didn't i didn't want to listen to it but it just sounded one of those it sounded almost like a christian band huh it wasn't i assume not for this movie anyways yeah it doesn't seem like something dc talk or the newsboys would have signed on for oh i was i was a church goer at one point so i i had experience <laughs> with all those groups did you do you have any experience with this movie like the stuff that it was based on any of the comics or anything none whatsoever all i know is the director did kick ass which i really really enjoyed and he did not do Kick-Ass 2, did he? I don't remember. No, I don't no. think he did. That's right. The guy who did... Uh... Which I did not enjoy as much. Well, that that there's probably a good reason for that. The guy who directed that one isn't as good of a director. He made uh, The Beatdown. What the fuck's that movie called? Never Back Down. It's like... Okay, so... The 21st century it, version of Training Kid. Tatum movie? No, that was Fighting. Oh, okay, my mistake. Never Back Down has this guy who sort of looks like Tom Cruise in it, and it has Cam Gigante and Jaiman Hansu, so two guys whose names are hard to pronounce. Okay. <laughs> Cam Gigante was uh, one of the bad vampires in the first Twilight movie. Okay. If, if, if you can remember that at all. He was 
in other stuff that I can't remember. Which one was he? The one, the one with long hair, I think. The, the long hair. Bad one. vampires had long <laughs> oh, hair. Fuck, I don't know. I only saw that. It was movie a white once. guy, a black guy, and a girl. He he was the white guy with long I'm hair. I'm so ashamed that I know that. I think he was the one who actually bit Bella. Why the fuck are we talking about this? Anyways, never mind. But Jaimin Hans is a badass. He's the guy from Blood Diamond. Oh, I love Blood Diamond. I don't know who you're talking about. He's the black guy from Blood Diamond. <laughs> oh, you mean the star of Blood Diamond? <laughs> oh yeah, I've never seen Blood Diamond, but I, you know, I the main know guy, the guy from Amistad. Yes, that guy. Okay, there we go. All right, I can never remember his name. He's a he's a hell of an actor though, and I've I've really enjoyed him. I loved I loved. I mean, everybody loved Amistad at the time. I don't think it's aged particularly well. It's it, it's a little schmaltzy, but it's a good story. You know, I mean, it's a good story with good performances, but it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I never saw that one either. I remember when it came out. Though. My older cynical self just kind of looks at it and is like, okay, I get what you're doing, but, you know, just stop, Steven Spielberg. Hey, that's... We need to thank him, man. He's the one who invented the blockbuster with a shark movie, so... Yeah, so fuck him. We'll get there. <laughs> shark Week. No, Thank you for an awesome blockbuster. Jaws is yes. an amazing movie, but fuck you for uh, for inventing the blockbuster because right, right. ultimately did more harm than good, I think. So I've never read the fucking Kingsman comic, but I have read a couple of comics. I wasn't even aware it was a comic novels. until you just now told me. So the guy who directed Kick-Ass directed this, and he and it's funny because they're both Mark Millar comics. Oh, really? And I think, I don't know if Dave Gibbons had anything to do with kick-ass but he he worked on this one and mark millard did some good stuff he's a little some of his stuff is a little mean-spirited is See, he the is he the writer mark, mark millard is the writer because i sure. remember i remember uh watching some behind the scenes special about kick-ass and they developed that together yeah yeah at I remember the same time and they were like um, yeah, they released like a few issues and then they're like oh hey let's make a movie <laughs> no no before it it even hit before it had even hit the scripting phase, oh, they really? had decided to do in parallel oh, wow. a screenplay and a graphic novel or, or a series that would become a graphic novel. Oh, that's a cool. Watchmen, which I thought was a, a really interesting way to do it. And and if you if you read and watch, you can see how they diverge because they each took the story and did their own thing with it. Yeah, it's like all the same up until like a certain point. Yeah. And then, and then I, I think that was bec- like, they were like, oh, we're not done. They weren't done with the comics. So we just kind of had to make up our own stuff for the movie or something is what I think I heard. But I watched that same thing like way too long ago. So I don't fucking remember. Yeah, my, my the, and I could be misremembering and, and just imposing my own memories on it that it wouldn't be the first time that happened. But my understanding was that they basically did an outline together and then went their own way and wrote their own scripts. And then kind of came back together after it had after they had finished their scripts to see what the other one was doing, and we're kind of like, oh, that's cool, you know. Big Daddy did not talk like Adam West in the comic book. <laughs> Thank you, Nicolas Cage, for giving us that. I love it. Nicolas Cage is not in this movie, but Mark Hamill is. True. And Mark Hamill is one of the greatest people on the fucking planet. I say I, I talk about like the people who I feel like are just we need more people like that. Yeah. Kevin Smith, a decent human being, this author named Brad Meltzer, who I don't love his work all the time. He uh he kind of writes like a child. He writes like I write, like slightly better than I would write, <laughs> and that's not good. Uh-oh. Like dialogue wise. He's really he's really good at <laughs> descriptions and stuff and uh-huh. and setting a scene, but every time somebody talks, I'm like, fuck man. It's like Clive Barker for me. <laughs> <laughs> and but and and Mark Hamill's another one of those just decent human beings. We need more, more Mark Hamill, more Brad Meltzer, more Kevin Smith. <laughs> and the, but fucking Mark Hamill's so awesome. Like you, he. That, I was kind of blown away. I was kind of blown away by how seamless his uh, his British accent. I, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, he, it, I, it didn't. It didn't put me off at all, which is unusual. Like ordinarily, you see a really really familiar face, and they talk different, and it 
yeah, there's just something off-putting about it. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a bad thing. It's just something you have to kind of get over. And I didn't have to when I watched this. He I was just, like doing Batman the Animated Series Joker, but without the maniacal side. Yeah, like if you like like, <laughs> like if, if you've grown up well person, adjusted. Yeah, there was there was a thing in the comic where not the Vision, that's Marvel. Uh, Martian Manhunter. I don't know. One of those guys apparently like took the crazy wrinkles out of the Joker's brain. And made him a sane person. <laughs> and then he uh, he started like losing his fucking mind because he got so guilty about all the shit that he'd done. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know if that's true or when it when it happened. I heard it. Kevin Smith said it on a on one of his podcasts once. And I maybe it was an idea he was trying to pitch. Maybe maybe <laughs> he swore it was in the comics though. So I I don't remember. But I thought that sounded cool and kind of fucked up. Well, but that's all right. Kevin Smith would know a hell of a lot better than I would because he actually likes that bullshit. And he he's written Batman comics. He knows shit. I know. I I know geeks. Any geeks who tune in are probably going to be like, "Fuck you" for calling com- Batman comics bullshit. But they're bullshit, as are any superhero comics these days. Just pretty much any of them. I'm starting to collect the Boom Power Rangers series. You're just like, so. I'm going to sidestep that shit right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't want, I don't want you to drag me down your geek hole. We need the nerdy fandom people. They're the people who are going <laughs> to give us money. Patreon.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood. Wink, wink, wink. So, Sophia Batella. I'm sorry, what are we talking about, Sophia Batella? Sophia Batella. She's the chick with the knife legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, very cool, very cool uh, odd job knockoff. Apparently, she was a dude in the comics. I just saw a picture of of a character with the legs, so that's that's neither here nor there. But whatever, she's hot, and I did not think she was hot the first several times I watched this. But then I I've seen her, I've seen her in other movies, and I'm just like, she just keeps getting hotter and hotter, and she's a badass. So she was, she was. She's in the, definitely a badass. There's no question about that. She was in the Mummy with Tom Cruise, which I thought upon the first watch uh, was not that bad of a movie, and then I thought really hard about it and realized it was not a good movie. She was good in it, but they wasted her, and it made me sad. I have no opinion on the mummy as I have not seen it. Don't, don't do it, fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> I got no, I've got no inclination to. It made me sad. The Dark Universe is this a Universal movie? This isn't a Universal. As soon movie as either. soon as anybody puts like part one or you know starts advertising that you know it's just a, it's just such a, a, a is hubristic a word? I don't know. It's, it's it is now. It's Copyright exemplary us. of great hubris to to just come out and say we're starting a new universe and i'm just so happy when they nosedive hard i'm hoping in a post infinity war world that the marvel movies start tanking hard oh really hard okay speaking of infinity war that's kind of i was funny. so glad to hear solo was considered a flop even though i actually want it to be a good movie i want to see it and uh, i it looks like it's probably pretty good but i'm, I'm glad it's flopping because fuck disney he and, really, he really hates yeah. Disney. You'll you'll hear that. Yeah, I yeah, I really <laughs> fucking hate Disney. Disney can lick my ball sack, even though they no. Make- you know what? Disney can't lick my ball sack because they wouldn't. Because I wouldn't trust them not to bite my bag. They would, and then they'd be like, "Here's Toy Story four, Incredibles three. These are imaginary Fuck. movies. Not for long. Well, I'm okay with it. I don't hate Disney as much as you do. <laughs> but it is funny that you bring up the Infinity War thing because the whole time I'm watching fucking Kingsman, I'm like, this is. Thanos's plot. This is the exact same thing Thanos was doing in the Infinity War. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, I don't know for that. I, I I know the idea of Thanos's. Uh, like I I've picked that up just through osmosis and stuff. But 
on a universal scale, I don't, I don't see how that would play out. But on a global scale, that that was the hard thing about watching this movie is Samuel L. Jackson's character was right. Uh, yeah, I'm a. I'm the only th- the only mm. part the only part of it I didn't like was the privileged class who got to who got to live it up while everybody else uh, ate shit. I personally think he should have he he should have been the one to pull the trigger on them. Yep, and I was thinking that and the whole time I'm watching fucking Infinity War, I'm like, okay, I'm trying really hard not to side with Thanos right now. <laughs> and the same same thing here. Like I'm trying really hard not not to be on his side because he's like half right. Half right in the sense that, yeah, there's too many people, but wrong in the sense that he's gonna make them all murder each other in horrific fashion to get I don't rid have, of them. <laughs> I don't actually have half the problem with that that I do with uh, him exempting the rich and famous. That's the problem I have. Oh yeah, fuck them for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if everybody just had to go at it, you know, battle royale style, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's fair. Except for the cute Scandinavian princess, I like her. <laughs> everybody likes her. <laughs> she she likes it in the butt, guys. She's so she she's so up for it. Like he didn't even have to, he didn't even have to ask. It was just like, hey, let's do it in the asshole. Think? He's like, I'll be right back. Like, Taron Edgerton, by the way, what a fucking stud. I love that guy. He's, I assume he's... Uh, he's he's Eggsy, whose real name is Gary, by the way. He mentions it once. <laughs> so so Eggsy, what the fuck? What, what what kind of name is that? It's actually, in the in, in with the subtitles on, it's spelled Egg, S-Y. So I don't, like, is that a, that's a weird British thing? I, I don't even know where that would come from. That's got to be a British thing. Well, fuck. I thought you would know. You're usually the smart one. Fuck, man. How am I supposed to know? I've never even been to England. It's because you have a really good British accent, and I've heard it, and <laughs> and I figured, you know, that, that must have come from something reading, like, H.G. Uh, Wells books or something. <laughs> it probably comes... <laughs> It probably comes from all the audiobooks I listen to. That's my guess. Oh, yeah. And, you know, do, do you hang out with Mark Hamill with his crazy British accent? <laughs> I wish. And his head blows up. Yeah, but, Which, you know, he knew he, he knew to go out at the top of the story before you already hated him. Yeah, right? We, we like him. But, yeah, I, can't, I keep on getting off fucking track. I'm having a really rough time today, guys. I'm just ADD in the fuck out of this thing. I, keep, I had all these things that I wanted to talk about, and I keep on bringing stuff up and then skipping right over everything that I'm trying to fucking... Well, bring it back <laughs> around, man. So, Taron Edgerton, he's cool. Have you seen him in any movies? Any other things besides he was this? In, he was in that, uh, that Robin Hood remake. I don't know if it actually came out. It has not come out yet. Um, I saw a preview for it. I did not um, watch the trailer. Why the fuck didn't I watch the trailer? Doesn't look very good. Well, they can't make a Robin. But at movie, the same so. at, at, at the same <laughs> at the same time, I I was watching one of those um, every trailer that came out this week things a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, and that was apparently the week that this trailer came out. And by the second movie trailer, I had decided that any movie trailer that uses the Inception, which is <laughs> all of them, I'm almost. like immediately out. <laughs> I, I immediately lose interest in whatever they're advertising, and it was one of them. Thanks, Christopher Nolan, you brilliant bastard, for giving us that fucking stupid noise. No, it's not Nolan's fault, okay? That's, <laughs> it's not Nolan's fault. Nolan's sure? the, Nolan may be the one who invented it, but he's not the one who beat it into the ground. I'm just thanking him for giving it to us. I think it's funny, but you're I right. think it was great once. They... They abuse it to death. Hollywood doesn't know how to how to how to treat anything with dignity and restraint. Well, no, it's because everything keeps on making money no matter what they do. So they're just like, oh, let's throw some shit out there. It's fine. That's why we all. I'm calling on everybody listening to this podcast. If you see a trailer and you hear, boah, boah, boycott that movie. 
everything's so negative today. It's just because every <laughs> single Marvel movie and Star Wars movie and any kind of big Hollywood movie now has that. And I want them all to fail. It's a sign of the times. It's one of those things five years from now, everybody's going to be like, remember when every trailer went blah? And now they <laughs> now they go like, Bruh! they're going to fucking come up with some weird new sound. <laughs> remember back in like the 70s and 80s when the trailer was just pretty much the plot of the movie? Yeah. And they just kind of went right through. It was like a three and a half minute long trailer. And they just told you everything that was going to fucking happen. Remember it like I was there. I was not there. But you know. at the same time, though, it, 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 it does make the ones that don't use it stand out and, and and then every once in a while you have a trailer that really is like so good that the trailer in, in in some cases can be even better than the movie this is not an example of better trailer than the movie but the alien trailer is the original trailer for the original alien was so fucking good they've used it for every alien movie since mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's a feeling we will except never... except for resurrection <laughs> They're just like this is this is a fucking. They're just like this movie's a piece of shit. Just give it a piece of shit trailer. Yeah, that's that's a bummer that I feel. I feel like I missed out on that kind of because I wasn't old enough to give a shit at the time. Like, uh, not not knowing what a movie's really about because I'm sure there's a lot of people that went into Alien going like I don't know what this is. Well, that's what that's why the trailer's perfect. Yeah, you don't really know because it's just it the, doesn't tell you anything. It's just the name of the movie with that ominous droning sound, right? Yeah. Alien, you although can I'm hear sure, you scream and shit. Although I'm sure, in, I'm sure in many ways that contributed. It does. I, I don't think it overtly uses the blah blah, but it was certainly a precursor to the blah blah. It has the dark, ominous tones. Yeah, it it, it definitely gives you that blah blah vibe oh, early yeah. on. You, you're like, oh yeah, I could I could see how this could evolve into that. So let's so, stop blaming. So in some ways, let's stop blaming uh, Christopher Nolan and start blaming Ridley Scott. Fuck that guy. There you go. Fuck Ridley Scott. He hasn't made any good movies recently anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So at I least also... No, at least Nolan's still trying to turn out quality content. <laughs> that's because he doesn't make a movie every year. He waits long enough to fucking plan out. He's... Neither does Ridley Scott. He's just sinking all his time into shitty movies. Well, that, that is true. When was the last good movie he made? Alien 2 he produced, didn't he? Oh, Gladiator. no, he, he made... Gladiator didn't he do a Gladiator was good it wasn't it wasn't up to his previous standards but it was good like again my brain has officially shut off I'm gonna start talking about cartoons now uh <laughs> he did Prometheus <laughs> I think he did Alien Covenant too yeah 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 which I couldn't even get 30 minutes into and I never saw it because by the 30 minute mark I was just like fuck this this is boring all the reviews were so bad I just kind of gave up on the thought of going to see it I'm like whatever it's fine but I'm thinking about you know how I, I, I kept on trying to f- find a way to get a fan theory into every episode? I can't figure it out on this one because everything's so goddamn straightforward. There's no room to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> which which is probably one of my favorite parts about this movie. You do not need brain power to figure any of this out. It's just, <laughs> it's just fun from beginning to end, and it just goes, and it's awesome. We'll get back to that in a second, but I'm thinking about kind of bringing in something about Saturday morning cartoons. I fucking love Saturday morning cartoons from the early 90s, late 80s kind of thing. And I feel like there's so many fucking movies that should have had cartoons but didn't have cartoons. <laughs> so when when we when I see a movie that I'm like this would make the best fucking Saturday morning cartoon, why wasn't why wasn't it a thing? Like this one's obvious cuz it came out in 2014. This would make a fucking great like early 90s 
it action would. cartoon show. It would. This would this would be a fantastic nineties nineties cartoon. So it's like a Saturday morning missed opportunity sort of thing. I agree. This would be great. still not. It's still not too late. I mean, shit. If they could turn the Toxic Avenger into a cartoon, I don't see why they couldn't turn this into a cartoon. Oh, they could definitely. Well, not not now, but back then they, oh, they could. You could. They could do it now. They won't. They won't. But they could. The, but I did hear. I, I googled it a little bit just to do a little research, and then I. Although, I do Saturday lazy. morning cartoons still exist? No, no, that's my point. That's that's exactly it. We have Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network does some shit, but Nickelodeon is pretty much the only channel that really does anything. There's nothing on network TV now. Like, really? Nickelodeon has, I don't know what else they have. They have Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, like back-to-back, wow. I believe. So network yeah. TV has just totally done away with Saturday yeah, morning none, cartoons? none at all. Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I mean, who? no kids are watching network TV now. Oh, no, it, may, it makes sense. It's just sad for us, people in their 30s who, like, oh, I just want to watch some... I, I just want to wake up and fucking watch Ninja Turtles on, on I had a friend, CBS. I, I had a friend, oh God, I actually found out this week that he died like four months ago. Oh, I had a friend who was a Saturday morning cartoon fan for as long as I knew him. I probably would have found out about this sooner if I'd kept better in touch with him. Yep. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, it's one of, the, one of those things where you, you know, you, you, you're just like, yeah, man, we got to hang out this week. Well, when you're free, oh shit, I'm not free this week. You know, when, how about next week? And then you just, you know, you just keep going like that. You just that. end up not hanging out anymore. That that happens. Yeah. And then you find out he died. Yep. That that's why you continuously Facebook Facebook stalk people like I do. That's why I stay the hell away from Facebook. <laughs> and actually, I'm hoping most of those people will die. It, he was the, he was one of the ones I hoped didn't die. Well, just everybody everybody except the people that like our Facebook page. Those guys, the, yeah, those they're all okay with me. You're you're all our friends. Yeah. Come come like our Facebook page. All you random people that are that are that are finding us. A couple a couple have our people that I don't know, which is interesting. Nice. So that that's fun. Anyways, I don't know. Getting off topic All right. again. Hey, you want you want a fan theory? Here's a fan theory <laughs> oh, for you. All okay, right. I got a go. fan theory off the top of my head that I actually uh, this actually confused me a little bit when I was watching the movie, and uh, I think it works perfectly into a fan theory. The reason Arthur Michael Caine's character hates uh, young Eggsy so much is because he himself was born poor and worked his way up and has been denying his roots for so long that he's like uh he's he's like he's like one of those uh one of those half white half black kids like you know who who spends so much time pretending he's white that he becomes a racist oh, in in like the 1920s <laughs> and 30s and stuff like that you know and uh because as he's dying he slips into a cockney accent Oh, does he? I yeah. didn't, didn't didn't even notice he that. He slips just... into old Michael Caine Cockney, young Michael Caine Cockney accent, and all I could think is that's kind of weird considering how much he how much he was hating on Eggsy for being low class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you were like fan theory, and I was like, here you go, there we go, good, <clears throat> good, we got one. I think I think I didn't really pay much attention to the voice because he Eggsy immediately whipped out that pen and cut his fucking throat open to get that <laughs> get that thing out, and it was pretty gross. So that kind of that kind of bugged me a little bit. <laughs> the fucking weird, hyper violent nature of this movie makes me laugh, though. I loved when the I loved when the heads explode. <laughs> so the, the, I have a weird history with this movie too. The first time I got to that part, I fucking I was like, "There's no, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. The president's head is not going to okay, okay, okay. The president's head is going to fucking blow up. That's fine. All right, cool. We can." So there, there, that should fix your that should fix your issue with the elite people getting into the bunker because it was all the rich people that died, got their heads blown up. Yeah, no, that that's exact. <laughs> that's exact. That was exactly. But that's my point. Is is uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character should have been the one to pull the trigger on him. 
Oh because yeah. If yeah. he'd done that, I would have been a hundred percent on his side. But he he wanted he wanted the new world to be populated by all the fancy people. Yeah. So fuck him. Fuck him hard. What did you think about the church scene? The first time I watched that again, I, <laughs> I, I missed the part. I swear, the first time I watched it, I missed the part where it said, "Oh, it's a, they're they're a hate group." So I'm just I'm just watching it for the first time when it first came out, and I'm just like, "Holy fuck, he's killing all these fucking church people! What did they do? What's going on?" Did you miss the opening part where he's like talking, where where the where the preachers dropping n bombs from the pulpit? Apparently, I did. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Not this time though, or the last time. I've yeah. seen it a bunch of times since I saw it the first time. And but the now first time he missed all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it confused me. I'm just like, holy shit! Why are why is the music so lighthearted right now? Why are we laughing? What? The yeah, okay, going on? I could see that being a tad off-putting if you didn't catch any of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It was it. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit. But now I just I like how he opens it. Just the what what does he say to her? The fucking oh yeah. The I need to. I'm a I'm a whole Catholic whore or something. And I need to get home to my black Jewish boyfriend. Hail Satan. He's like I perf- who, who performs military abortions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i am i am all for sticking it to those people just in general not really but hate groups for sure hate groups heck yeah man we did go to pride yesterday there were so many fucking church booths there it was weird and it was a good thing i was i was, I was happy to see it but were they what kind of church booths were they were they like you know god doesn't hate you yeah yeah they, they, were, okay, they were they were they were inclusive yeah. all right good i'm 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 pro that um and then the one the one that really confused me like i've seen that before because a couple <laughs> a couple of years ago there was someone and i didn't know that they were doing it at the time i didn't know they were doing it at the time or i would have said something to them because i myself am you would call me an offshoot of christianity i i i hesitate to include myself with the vast majority of the church because we have what some would consider diametrically opposed views. But I do believe in Jesus, and I, uh, I think there are a lot of good ideas in the Bible, particularly if you, keep, if you take it as an historical document rather than as something that is flawless and you need to follow every single word of. And there, yeah, uh, 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 it was either last year or the year before, there was this group who was handing out ice cream as long as you were straight. They must have been like just outside. And right? I was... I. I did not know that they were doing that, and I was pissed when I found out. Yeah, that's that's messed up. That's we only saw like two protesters though, and they were just these fat, gross hillbillies. I'm just like, all right, you guys, you guys can go have your fun over there. It's fine. If you come in here, you get to see chicks with no shirts on, with tapes on tape on their nipples, saying <laughs> with, that that has "fuck me" written on it. Nice. I'm just like, yeah, there we go. So I had to ask Rachel. I'm like, am I allowed to look at that? Am I allowed to enjoy that? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Keep in mind, we're doing it for equal rights. Yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> Look at, looking at looking at boobs for equal rights. I'm I'm for it. Amen. But yeah, and the, so the, the the booth though that really confused me was this conservative Republican woman who was for gay rights, but she handed us. I was with the girls, the little the little kids, and she handed them both a copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys need to learn this. I'm like, that's cool, but re- like like people. Okay, these people confuse me. Like the the seriously Christian liberals because like liberalism and christianity kind of clash a lot (laughs) actually not as much not as much as you think they clash in the realm of the political talking heads but the truth is the truth is i've i I grew up with a lot of a lot of really and when i talk about growing up with in the church i didn't grow up in like a catholic church or one of these churches where you know, everybody goes on Sunday and then they're just, you're just normal folks during the week. We were of the mind that if you, you know, 
the the people I grew up with were of the mind. If you don't go to church every day in your heart, you know, you 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 shouldn't bother coming on Sunday. You don't you have know? to physically be there, but it's you know, yeah, it's more like a, like like uh, if if your day day to day lives isn't obsessed with uh, following Jesus, then don't bother coming on Sunday. I'd say that's fair. And the the <laughs> yeah. funny thing is, though, is the vast majority of their views, with the exception of the the wedge issues like abortion and like for example uh, excessive violence and sex in the media with the exception of those things which are which are really just wedge issues they're just put there to divide people oh yeah yeah their views line up far more succinctly with liberalism than with conservatism because Jesus was all about helping the poor healing the sick forgiving people unconditionally you know, in, uh, he you know he spent his he spent his time hanging out with the people who were considered total outcasts by the church. He didn't spend his time with church people. He had very very hard, unkind things to say to church people of the established church of his day. And if you're really following, if you're really following his teachings, I think your I think your ideology will line up a lot more with liberalism than it will with conservatism because conservatism is all about selfishness. And that's yeah, yeah uh, if you follow that particular thing but then they're like they take the one verse in the bible that says man should not lay with another man and oh yeah and they just fucking run with that and like i it. said it's if you it's all about the reason the republican party has gotten has gotten the church under its thumb so much is because they harp on those wedge issues that they never do anything about they wouldn't dare do anything about them because if they actually made those problems go away if they actually did something about it then suddenly they wouldn't be issues that they could hammer on during election <laughs> season and church people would see through them and realize they're full of horse shit. See, that 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 that's what I wanted from you today. <laughs> this this movie isn't chock full chock full of fucking like issues and stuff, so we had to we had to jump on something else so I could get a good philosophical God damn monologue it, out of it. I him. let you Ugh. use me. <laughs> I got it. I got it. If if more people would lose their minds inside the Westboro Baptist Church and just waste all those people, I'd be okay. <laughs> You know, get the children out. They still have a chance, but all the adults, yeah, was, just get them. Kevin's I don't know. There's the, there's the, there's this there's this guy. He he. I know he did a TED talk, and there's a documentary about him called Accidental Courtesy, which I may or may not have mentioned here before. Uh, I know I've talked to a lot of people about it. I haven't seen it. I've just heard the premise, and I really want to see it. But I guess what this guy does, like the scope of his uh, hobby, if you will, he's a black man, and he befriends members of the KKK, and basically uh asks them you know he 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 has a a fair exchange of information with them you know and he said uh, uh something like it turns out the majority of them have never even actually sat down and spoken with a black person before and and he's he's convinced something like uh, several dozen members to renounce the kkk and he's uh he collects their uh their robes as uh like a you know, some sort of a, some sort of a thing. He says, he says one day he hopes to, and of course I think it's, you know, I think it's a little, it's, it's more, it's more of a, uh, it's more of a symbolic goal than right. anything yeah. that his goal is one day to open a museum of, of the KKK because it will be a thing of the past. I'm with him. That's good. I think, no, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, it, it really bothers me how much divisiveness politics has brought into people's lives. Even, even in my own family, 
I, I have a hard time talking to my family about it sometimes, but, but I really think that that's the only way that things are ever going to get better is if we spend time talking to people who we don't agree with. Do I really have to talk to my family, though? <laughs> that's entirely up to you. Because I really don't want to. Even the ones that I agree with on these issues are kind of th- That's entirely to up to you, but I would say, I would say you know, if you really want to make the situation better, the only way to do it is to find someone you disagree with and befriend them. That's hard because most of the most of the the really right wing conservatives that I meet, they're so in their head, they will never change their minds in a million years. But a big part of the reason for that is because of uh, a phenomenon you may have heard of called the filter bubble. It's a thing that's happened in recent years, and it's a big part of why politics has become so. It's more divided than it's ever been statistically. Yeah, yeah. It's because through things like social media and the media, we're sur- we surround ourselves with ideas that agree with everything that we think. Or if they don't, we're surrounded by ideas that all agree with each other and are constantly bombarding us. <laughs> Facebook's whole algorithm is to surround you with whatever you like so that you interact with it more. And consequently, any dissenting voice, it'll filter out. So conservatives, they don't hear another side to their argument, just like liberals don't hear another side to the argument, which is why liberals have gotten more entrenched and conservatives have gotten more entrenched. And it's not that we need to embrace each other's ideas, but we at very least need to understand each other's ideas and where we're coming from, you know? And we can't if we don't have a dissenting voice. If if all the dissenting voices have been filtered out of our life, we're never going to get an opportunity to change our minds because it will never occur to us that we need to. See, there it is again. God it damn it, again. I let you do it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're, you're so smart. I just have Kingsman. To, I have to <laughs> The Secret <laughs> Service. All right. We're getting we're getting out of that church. Action movies. <laughs> I just had to blow hair off my phone because that's where my fucking uh that, that that that's where my notes are. So uh fuck. See, I did it again. He got all smart and I got fucking stupider. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to maybe make myself sound a little smart. There's a little bit of foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie when, when we first meet Eggsy and he steals the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the only reason he crashes the fucking car is because he almost hits a fox and he does not want to hit the fox. And I realize that that's foreshadowing for later with the fucking dog. He's yeah. not going to take out an animal, which that dog is the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Wait till you get to the second movie, and I got really. De- nah. I didn't. I didn't like that part. No spoilers, man. No. I haven't seen it Spoiler yet. Spoiler alert. Spoiler for them, not for me. But it's a. Uh, it, it's 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 what gets the plot moving. So you'll. Oh you know. man. <laughs> also, you know, it's kind of it's kind of it, it's sort of a spoiler that everybody knows now. Now we know Colin Firth didn't die. Right, yeah. Because they, yeah. they plaster him all over the cover of the second movie with his eye patch. Yeah, and they showed him in the trailer and shit, too. So yeah, yeah, like, that, that would have been a good that would have been a, a good secret to keep and then let it be revealed in the movie. It's I don't another know. Thing, I haven't we're, seen it. Were we so talking about that last time when I when I got mad at the fucking Terminator Genesis trailer because they revealed the whole John Connor thing? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And we talked about we talked about Harrison Ford and Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah, that that would have been a fucking great surprise. Those, again, again, fucking trailers and marketing people ruining what could have been great reveals. That's really why, unless it's a if it's a Marvel movie, you probably know pretty much how it's going to flow. So I'll watch the trailers for those. But there's just yeah, some, it's going to flow like a chunk of shit down a sewer. Negative. 
but like I, I didn't. Unless it's Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. But I, I didn't watch any of the trailers for Home or for Homecoming. God damn it, uh, Hereditary. I didn't, I didn't see any trailers. I had no idea what that fucking movie was about. I just heard a review. Everybody's like, it's just like it's, it's as good as The Exorcist. It's super fucking scary. All I know is the tagline: Evil is hereditary. It's, it's pretty. It's good. It's very slow sounds, burn. It's kind of like sounds, sounds kind of like motivation for a racist rally. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you hate movies with jump scares? <laughs> yes. This movie has one jump scare. Oh, really? And it is. I knew it was coming like from a mile of, from a fucking mile away, but I, okay. but it was so well timed. That's yeah. It was it was it was perfect. It was All right, one I, time. I have I have one question that's going to seal the deal on this movie one way or the other for me. Is it based on anything? Not not that I know of. No. That's the that's the nice thing about horror. It, it it's horror is is kind of a shit show as it is these days but the the one nice thing about horror is it's the one genre that gets to make original stories Mm -hmm. yeah yeah as far as i know it it plays heavily on the possession thing yeah and it kind of does very similar things but in such a good way it like it will now i'm gonna have to see it it will linger on shots for fucking ever just to just to drive a point home who do you know who directed it no no i can't remember but it, whew, it, it, it takes you, you spend the first 20 minutes thinking you're following one person and then you do not do follow not that person. fucking spoil not, this movie not, for me. Okay, never mind. It's a good movie. Go see it. I'm also, uh, I, I'm also campaigning heavily for uh, Hotel Artemis. That movie looks cool. And Be- that, that's one of those that's, you know, it's probably, you can watch trailers for that. You probably can see. Because as far as I know, and please correct me if I'm wrong so I can rescind all of my endorsements. Uh, as far as I know, it's actually an original story. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? It's very exciting to me. <laughs> I was sit I was sitting in the theater the other day uh, watching Deadpool 2 because I'm a fucking sheep just like everybody else. And I'm watching trailer after trailer after trailer that all of them, I'm just, gla- my eyes are glazing over. I'm like, <laughs> fuck all of you. And then Hotel Artemis comes on. I'm like, ooh, this looks like it could be fun. Jeff Goldblum, Jodie Foster, original story. Fuck, I'm there. Charlie Day. Oh, I love Charlie Day. And uh, that, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Dave Batista. Yeah. Is it Batista? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like him too. Yeah, he's a he's a decent enough actor when you when you let him do certain things. But Jodie Foster and Jeff Goldblum, fuck, I'm there. Sold, right? I am there. <laughs> That's funny. Fucking, I I like all the movies that are coming out that are like based on stuff. But at the same time, I do want some original stories. Thank you for Blumhouse, like doing shit that most people aren't doing. I did see a trailer for Unfriended Two, which mm. there's no ghosts. There's no. It's a it's a dark web story, and it actually looked pretty interesting. But then there's another movie. Unfriended is the one. I the thing is, a couple of them came out with similar titles. Okay, yeah, there was Unfriended and Friend Request. Which one is the one that takes in, takes place entirely in a Skype session? That's unfriended. That's that I, that movie was awesome. I loved it, and I liked the idea. Uh, the movie was okay. I can't remember. I only watched it that one time, and I, I watched f- it twice, like in the same day. I watched it once, and then I, my then girlfriend, I was like, "You got to see this movie. This is shit." It was. It wasn't the first movie like that I saw, though. There was an indie movie. I mean, that one's kind of an indie movie too, but it was like a straight to dvd one called the den which is pretty much like that oh really it's about this chick who's on chat roulette and finds somebody murdering somebody or something and they end oh. up in her house is it I good think. though i don't remember because it cause, exists that's all because that, that one was good <laughs> but yeah this one this one seems super interesting because i was i'm like oh fuck it's unfriended too there's gonna be a ghost again there's no fucking ghost and that's awesome it's like these 
these people in the deep web. He find this dude finds a laptop and it has all these sex traffic victims on it or Yeesh. something. And and they they make them. They find all these people and kill them before. So the kid will give them their laptop back. I'm there. I'm into it. Huh. I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. I I, I love the first one and. Uh... Yeah, if they're taking it in a different direction, that's awesome. I'm not excited about the first purge, but I think I've said that on the previous. You have you said it last time, yeah. I uh, I only podcast. saw the first one, so I'm I'll get there at some point. The second one's really good. I haven't watched the third one yet, but the second one was great. I, I heard thought, that the second one was good. Like the first, I one thought was, the second one was was it was it was what I want out of a mm-hmm. sequel, which is I want them to expand the universe. You know, the first one gave me this, gave you this great, tight, small story, mm-hmm. and this one gives you a great, tight, big story. That sounds fun. I'm gonna watch it. Haven't seen the third one, it. but the, the the first one, the the prequel seems pointless to me. But I've 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 harped on about that. You can go listen to the other episode. <laughs> Please we, do. We, we bring that up as much as I bring up Power Rangers. I think. <laughs> Did you notice Fat Andy Circus in the? In the bar scene when Colin Firth shows up the first time, not the first time, but the first time at the bar, was Andy Circus there? No, he was not. But one of the one of the one of the bullies. Oh he, yeah, he there's a one short, of short little kind of looks like Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. I did. I I did notice that. I remember. It's just you said fat Andy Circus, and I thought, oh, was that actually Andy Circus? Like, and then the guy who plays his mom's boyfriend kind of actually looks like a character that Andy Circus could have played. Sort of looks like him a little bit again. So how does that woman go from? She, I know her husband got killed and stuff, but like she goes, she seems so nice and well adjusted. Yeah, and then she seventeen like turn years into later, a crackhead yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, like what, what, what happens? You go from this guy who seems, I mean, you know, he's got all the, he's got his actions are speaking for him, and and he's got this kid who's got all this potential and shit. Like, what did she do in those intervening years? And it makes me not like her very much. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I had a really hard time getting on her side even even by the end i was kind of like you know you're still sitting at the table with this guy like i uh, i don't know you, that's a hard that's a hard one that's a hard one because I, I i recognize that that sometimes it's sometimes certain people don't know how to extricate themselves from a situation mm-hmm. like that maybe that was her case but after all that shit i don't know i i just <sighs> and he had to he had to beat him up to get his mom away <laughs> i was having a hard i was having a hard time being sympathetic towards her yes all right, now we're we're going to start cruising through my notes here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking know. God damn it. Uh music break. Da, 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 da. Uh the action scenes. What did you think of the fucking action scenes? I think Matthew Vaughn kicked ass doing that shit. All of them almost. <laughs> kicked ass. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Um yeah, he's really good at he he's really good at uh at at doing a uh a highly choreographed action scene. They weren't they weren't terribly realistic, but that was okay. I don't have a problem. But is this movie realistic? It's playing on yeah, the James Bond because thing. it's because the the premise is so absurd. Now, if he tried to work that into something that was trying to be more realistic, I think I would have a problem. With it. And, and and I think that's the problem a lot of action directors have is they is they work these incredibly choreographed action scenes into movies that are trying for realism and. <laughs> reality just isn't that it's not that tight you know like i don't care how how expert your how expert your your super spy is like reality is just not like that but this is this is great because everything's so absurd to begin with that yeah it uh i i don't know i i I love that scene between colin firth and samuel l jackson where they're saying to each other oh and they're eating mcdonald's and shit yeah (laughs) eating mcdonald's which was which was very strange kind of made me want to get a big mac for sure which was the whole 
point, I'm sure. I didn't, though. So, ha! You beat the system, man. (laughs) They're playing their parts Mm -hmm. and, and commenting on it. And, and we're not sure that they that that he knows and even, yet. And even though yet. even though even though Samuel L. Jackson in the second scene says it's not that kind of movie, it really is that kind of movie. Oh, it's exactly which is, that kind which of movie. Which is great. Yeah. It yeah, it's it's just perfectly that kind of movie. It's everything that kind of movie should be in this day and age. Exactly. See, I'm not a big fan of the James Bond thing, really. But this movie this movie gets better every time I watch it and I forget how much I like it. Until I sit down to start watching it, every, like people bring yeah. it up, and I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a fine movie. Then I'm watching, it and I'm like, fuck, this movie's so good. Why don't I watch this every day? Why don't I watch this all the time? Yeah. What the fuck? Can you watch the second one? It's less good, but it's well, still I'm, fun. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the James Bond movies as products of their day, mm-hmm. and 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 if you look them like that's the thing is in their day they were what this movie is today. You know, they 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 weren't as well done, but they also didn't have as much to build on as this movie has. So. Consequently, I think they were as good as they could have been for what they were. And it really captures that spirit well, which is something that a lot of the more recent Bond movies do not do. <laughs> I, I think I saw GoldenEye once. GoldenEye, was, Goldeneye was a good one. That and might it be was the only the, one. It was the last good one until Casino Royale, which Casino Royale was good. And then Skyfall was good despite being a shitty movie. <laughs> Okay. I have I have very strong opinions on Skyfall, <laughs> and most of them revolve around fan service. I think the fan service ruined that movie because it, it fucked up all the logic. There was logic in James Bond movies to begin with. No, but this was <laughs> but but the newer movies were trying to be taken more seriously. Yes, and so yes. if a movie's trying to be taken seriously, then it has to follow a logical flow. So it did kind of what uh, like Tomorrow Never Dies did. <clears throat> like Goldeneye set up a slightly more grounded thing, and then Tomorrow Never Dies, he's like surfing or snowboarding or some shit down a giant mountain with fucking a bunch of CGI snow or some shit. Is that what he's doing? I don't remember. <laughs> well, I think well, I think Goldeneye was Goldeneye was believably absurd. Tomorrow Never Dies was just absurd, and if you were expecting believably absurd, it disappointed big time. Okay. Okay. Also, it just wasn't it just didn't have the characters that Goldeneye mm-hmm. had. My brothers and I discussed this once, and 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 the thing that makes a genuinely great Bond villain is a former double O agent. And that's why Javier Bardem was so great in Skyfall. And that's why Sean Bean was great in Goldeneye. And they're, in my opinion, the two best Bond villains there ever were. They're not as iconic as some, you know, like the man with the golden gun and uh, uh, Donald Pleasance's character whose name always escapes me. And Jaws, of course. Everybody loves Jaws. Jaws. Like, they're not as iconic as those, but they're far more compelling. And like Colin Firth said, it's all about the bad guy. And you you made the the odd odd job reference earlier. Yeah, and she was <laughs> she was definitely she was definitely an odd job knockoff in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a great not odd job knockoff. This is one of those weird movies that gets everything pretty right. I think I can't yeah. find a whole lot of like I didn't like this in this movie. No, if, if I'm if I'm looking at it critically, the worst I could say about this movie is that the uh, the the toilet trick would not work. Which toilet trick? Did I miss something? When they're all drowning and they stick oh. the tubes down oh, the yeah, toilets. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. And, yeah, that would not work because that's not... He, and he says, basic physics. Yeah, basic physics Physics is exactly why it doesn't work. Because <laughs> they're gravity-fed. As soon as that room started filling up with water and pressure hit it, boom, drain fills. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a plumber. I don't know anything about toilets. I use them a lot because I'm a fat guy and I eat really shitty food. 
Yeah, I've, I've done <laughs> I've done some plumbing. I actually just had an issue in my sink with with the drain line becoming pressurized, and so yeah, I know a little little bit about that stuff. More than me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because that's why I do a podcast and I'm not a fucking plumber. So there was there was another on a newscast that said something about Iggy Azalea is still missing, and I'm like, if only. If only that was real. <laughs> I love the idea that Iggy Azalea was someone that he just had to get on, had to get on his side to influence and, and make make way right? make way for him. What 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 did Iggy Azalea bring to that table? I have to know. She's so fancy. <laughs> well, she is fancy. That's true. And she's the realist. <laughs> Didn't you know that? I I did not know. Well, now you now you fucking know. And Roxy seems like almost like a love interest MacGuffin at the beginning. Yeah. But then they never do anything with it. Like they kind of, they kind of like look at each other and be like, "Hey, you're you're cute, you're cute too." And then just they're just cool friends. At the no, end. I'm glad. I'm glad. They <laughs> I didn't love that. That's that down perfect. Because that would have been annoying at best. Because it, it's it sets up a nice little relationship for Eggsy in the next movie. Yeah, potentially. Bet you can't guess. Potentially, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I could only guess. Can you guess? Guess. I want to see if you're right. I'm guessing that they're still coworkers. Well, yeah, that part. Who's 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 he fucking in the next one? princess of norway i don't know sweden but yeah yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> he just he was so he was so good she just had she and just the had, fucking the fucking villain in the next movie she couldn't way prettier it. than she samuel just jackson hit it and quit it right no would you be able to he's like i, I played a i played a gorilla in the in an animated movie once he's pretty awesome i have to admit i fucking love taron edgerton dude and he's <laughs> i don't know why like he, he that movie sing is kind of a piece of shit but he's fucking awesome in it he plays a gorilla and the song that he sings in the fucking show at the end is the best song in the movie yeah, I had no inclination to see that whatsoever. Well, I have two five-year-olds at home, so I have to watch it. Ah, yes. On a constant fair. basis. Fair. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> two five-year-olds that just came up and interrupted us. So if if the cut gets a little choppy and weird, it's their fault. Blame them. I don't know. I he look he that the new Robin Hood movie just looks like shit. Well, and he was in that movie Freddy the Eagle or some shit. Plays like a oh, I skier. Didn't see that. I, didn't I don't. See that. I don't. I don't think that's I saw the, the poster for it. That's all I saw. It has the word eagle in the title, but he's a really good actor. He's coming up and he's... I don't know. I love yeah. him in these movies. As far as I'm concerned, as long as they maintain the quality level, they can keep making the... They can turn this into the next Jason Bourne franchise. Okay. Then that's... um The second one didn't do as well, and I didn't realize why. I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not as good. But I was... Before before everything happened, I was saying that Samuel L. Jackson is a better villain than the villain in the next in the second movie, but he's not as pretty. It's Julianne Moore. She's hot. Oh, Julianne so. Moore is great. I love Julianne Moore. And she's such she's so fucking funny in that movie. I've never seen her play a bad guy before, and it was great. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've ever seen her play a bad guy before. So we'll 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 do we'll get on that one at some point and you have to fucking <laughs> it's so good. It's <laughs> it's not as good of a movie, really, but it is it goes more in the mean spirited direction than this one. This one's more fun, but that oh, one, yeah. you know. Like which bums me out. Like it feels more like kick ass two. No, oh, that's too bad like the first kick ass is kind of mean-spirited but it's still fun but the second one just takes it way too far i, I didn't it, ha- I it didn't has some feel, good I moments didn't feel like but... i didn't feel like it was mean-spirited as much as it was just cynical okay that 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 might be a better word yeah it's pretty it's it's dark it doesn't leave you with a good feeling there like there's a few moments oh, in there bad. no the the, the the kingsman movie's good uh, but the kick ass too oh no kick ass yeah. too i agree kick ass yeah. too was um it no, actually, Kick-Ass 2 was kind of mean-spirited. Kick-Ass 1, yeah. I didn't feel what I... I just felt like Kick-Ass 1 was very cynical. Yeah, there we go. Okay, now we're back on track. <laughs> yeah, Kick-Ass 2 was definitely... Uh, it definitely was more mean-spirited. Um, like, I'll although, still... Although I did, 
I, I gotta say, I, I did think Jim Car- Carrey's character was pretty fucking hilarious. I think Jim Carrey's a douche for what he did afterwards, though. He'll he'll take the money for it, but he won't fucking promote it because he doesn't like gun violence or some shit. Really? Like, fuck off, Jim Carrey. I love I, I love you as a performer, but goddamn, you're dumb. Whatever. Fucking. Ugh. Yeah, that probably hurt the movie. Oh, it I did. It imagine. did. It hurt it a lot. Well, at the sa- at the same time. It just wasn't as. Good. I was going to literally say movie. the same thing, but at the same time, it was a way less good movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> if yes. it had been as good as Kick-Ass One, I, I'd have been mad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just like, eh, it's okay. But uh, so that uh, that fucking scene back to the toilet and shit. That scene that filled where the where the room fills up with water scares the shit out of me every time. Oh yeah. Seriously. Drowning I, is terrifying. Yeah. That's been a that's been a fear of mine ever since I was five years old. I remember uh the day. I remember it distinctly because I've, and I've said it to you before on, on here. I'm pretty sure I was in 1984. I went and saw the warrior and the sorceress. I went and saw oh, a yeah, double feature of yep. Dune in the warrior and the sorceress. <laughs> There's a scene in the warrior and the sorceress. It's that, um, it's, it, it's just one of those really trashy sex and sorcery movies, you know, um, where it's just, it's just an excuse to get a lot of women naked. Just really a lot of women naked. And have really bad sword and fights, I imagine. And have bad sword fights and <laughs> yeah. uh, cheesy special effects. And there's this one scene where David Carradine's character of the Dark Wanderer has defected from one house in, in this disputed land to the other. And so he's coming in and he's offered his sword as for money. And they're having these sword fights. And then Lucas Skew's character, who... You probably don't remember from uh, he was in Frailty. He played the the sheriff in Frailty. What's a Frailty? Are you fucking kidding me? You haven't seen Frailty? I know it's a movie, but no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Powers Booth. It's and Bill Paxton, the great Bill Paxton. He's dead. Rest in peace. He directed it. Oh, did he? Rest in peace. Fuck. Yeah, it's a fucking awesome movie. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. See, you throw all this shit at me, and I throw all this shit at you, and we're like, we're gonna watch these, and we never fucking yeah. do. <laughs> That's well, why we that, have the show, though. Maybe, maybe Frailty will be my next choice. I was going to say, that's, that's half the reason It's a, it's I a, it's a really good movie that I cannot recommend highly enough. Anyway, so he he he, he says, I bore of, I, I tire of this sword play. Bring me something amusing. And they bring out this <laughs> naked slave girl, and they drop her in this tank of water and just watch her drown. Yep, that sounds pretty rough and, and ever since traumatized that, ever since then. I have been terrified <laughs> of drowning. Yeah, it, it, even yeah, it, in every movie, I'm and, turned, and extremely turned on by naked slave girls. Well, I'm way less anxious about it these days. Naked slave girls and drowning. <laughs> naked slave girls make me a little more nervous than drowning, though. <laughs> but but yeah, I'll, I'll get like I used to get like really freaked out. Like I would, I'd sweat just seeing somebody like almost drown in a movie. Yeah. Now it, it, it's it's less bad, but I'm like I would much rather die, be the one without the parachute, and just fall down. Have you seen uh, Teristas? Originally titled Teristas Go Home. I kind of watched it once. There's this. There's this sequence. Uh, it, it. It's the. It's in the final chase of the movie, and they're swimming through these under underwater caverns, and they're surviving on air bubbles that get trapped at the top of these underwater caves. And it is some of the most tense cinema I have ever watched. That's cool, because I remember watching it, and I watched it around the time that I saw Hostel for the first time, yeah. and everybody's like, oh, it's like Hostel, but it's but it's not. It's not like Hostel no, at all. No, it's and not. Like, in, it, honestly, I, I think that, that, that this, the, the dissections, the vivisection scene got jammed in there just because Hostel was successful, because it's a really good movie otherwise. Is it? it? Okay. It, well, it, 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 it's a great thriller, 
And I remember without without that, and and then and then you kind of jam that in there, and and suddenly I'm I'm trying to tell my mom who loves thrillers, oh, you're gonna love this movie, and then she watches it and is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, well, if you skip that one scene, it's it's a really good movie. And it is a really good movie. I stand by that to this day. Okay, I'll have to check that one out again then. I remember not liking it very much, but that was I was that was ten years ago and I was dumb. Hail Satan, everybody. I just ran I, across that part in my notes I, again. I'm not hailing Satan. <laughs> so, where are we at now? Holy shit. This is again, I told you my brain is fucking shutting off. This movie was good. I really liked it. I give ha, it ha. I, I give it two boners up. Well, that Roxy chick is pretty hot, so. Oh, I, I just mean action boners. Oh. Plus, literally, like, the last scene of the movie, except for that thing, which was basically a post credit sequence, is that that Swedish princess's ass, which is pretty awesome. She's not hard to look at. No. Not, not a, at all. I mean, she's rock hard to look at. <laughs> <laughs> what about Taron Edgerton? He's pretty hot. If I swung that way, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd go for him. I Yeah. No, I would qu- no, no question. If I it, if yesterday was my pride day, yeah, you bet. I was proud yesterday to see all the chicks with the tape that says "fuck me" on their nipples. I don't I, know. Isn't isn't pride supposed to be reserved for personal accomplishment? I don't know what that means, but yeah, sure. <laughs> my, they're the ones who should be proud, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I I'm happy that they're proud and that I got to see their boobies True. hanging out. Boobies for civil rights is always we're men. I'm Yay. always for it. So. Sorry to everybody who I oogled yesterday, just staring at your boobs like <laughs> that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just made it way creepier. <laughs> I didn't pant though. I promise. <laughs> I was taking the girls around to get them candy though, because everybody was giving out free candy. That's cool. So yeah, candy fucking, from strangers. What could go wrong? Well, yeah. Kingsman, very good movie. I thought I'm definitely for it. It is almost it is almost one of those eight out of ten movies. There's just like I can't think of anything nine out of ten. Fuck it, I can't think of oh, anything yeah, really I, that could be improved. Yeah, w- like I said, with the exception of you know an implausible physics issue and Iggy Azalea, right? Like a few nitpicky bits. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's two. I, I have two nitpicks, and uh, that yeah, I'd give it a nine out of ten if I was going on that scale. You know what we didn't talk about the whole fucking time? Hmm. How funny Samuel L. Jackson actually was in the movie. Samuel L. Jackson was great. And and he was playing very against type. He still said motherfucker a lot though. <laughs> he did, but he but he, he with that lisp, it just it, it just wasn't Samuel L. Jackson style. And then the fact that he that he throws up <laughs> immediately at the sight of blood and he kills what he well, it doesn't kill, but when he shoots Colin Firth. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all freaked out. He's like, he "Is this what it is?" Out. She's like, "You just killed a bunch of people in that church." No, they killed each other. <laughs> yeah, this movie's awesome. I really like it. This makes me happy. I'm gonna have to say that this this goes on one of my uh, uh, favorite performances from Samuel L. Jackson, oh, who yes. is an actor who has many of my favorite performances. Uh, yeah, this this one definitely ranks up there in his best. I'm there. I'm, I'm gonna go watch the sequel now. Just, I need just to go. To stare, I need to go watch the sequel now. To stare at Julianne Moore, and Julianne Moore is always nice. Yes, she's a great actor. She's really pretty and redheaded. Just fuck, go try to go wrong. You can't, you can't. Yeah, no, she's great. All right, everybody. As long as you don't, long as you don't slap her into a bad script. That's the. That's the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that to her. Crazy Stupid Love is a really good movie. I just wanted to throw that out there. Before oh, we fucking... I'm I'm 100 percent pro Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. 
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Stay awesome. And that's where you need to edit in the uh, guitar solo. Yeah.